Welcome to another episode of Mentors Mentality. I am Sabelo Shongwane, otherwise known as Coach Sabza. Alright, um, today's topic, wanted to talk a little bit about professionalism and the power of professionalism or the advantages that come with professionalism. Right? Okay. Um, as always, I will use a sports or soccer experience to um, express my learning experience and how I use that in um, transition to life itself. All right? One second. Okay, and so, um, what can I say? Professionalism is key to success in so many ways. Um, leveling up, professionalism can contribute to that in a massive way. Right, and I'm sure many of you have heard the term fake it till you make it. Right, so um, I guess in soccer, I must say that I used I used the fake it till you make it uh, um, expression in somewhat of a literal but imaginative term, if I could say. So um, what I mean by that is I would spend a lot of time doing things that I saw professionals do. Um, so one professional that I used to really mimic a lot um, was Ronaldinho. So Ronaldinho was uh, the best player in the world around the year 2005 all the way to 2007. And uh, some consider him as the best that ever played, uh, the most entertaining, the most skillful. He played with Lionel Messi when Lionel Messi was still breaking into the first team at Barcelona before Messi became what we know him to be today. And so, um, funny enough, Ronaldinho predicted that Messi would be the greatest player to ever set foot on a field. And today that, you know, is a very debatable um, discussion, but a discussion nonetheless. So, um, in mimicking Ronaldinho, I was trying to compare myself to the best and uh, act like the best. What I didn't know about him was what he did off the field, but I copied everything that he did on the field, his skills on the ball. And I must say, challenging myself to that degree helped me a lot in developing my skill um, a lot quicker than I thought, my ball control. I think that's where I fell in love with the um, element of ball control. So I used to fake being Ronaldinho a lot. Um, I remember one challenge that I saw. I still don't know if it was true uh, by him because of video editing, but they recorded him getting new soccer shoes. Um, it was the Legends. Uh, what were they? Temple. And so he puts the shoes on. They're white and gold. Uh, Nike delivers them to him at practice. He juggles the ball to the 18-yard Line hits the post, it comes back. Before it hits the ground, he controls it, hits the crossbar again, it comes back. So he does that like three or four times and then walks off and then, you know, 
stops again in front of the camera, talks about how nice the shoes are. So I did that um, at practice. I mean, it took me a while to be that accurate, but I remember a time where it was a Sunday morning. I did the same routine, put the cleats on, uh, walked over, juggling, hit the post, it came back, kept it up. And, you know, at that moment, I just thought, oh my goodness, I did it. Right. And that was only one time. And then uh, second time, it didn't hit the post. And then I had tried it again, hit the post, it came back. I hit the post again, it came back and I controlled it. And I thought, man, if he can do it, I can do it, you know, but um, I remember looking around and thinking, did anybody see that? And, you know, I used to go to the field by myself every Sunday morning uh, just to connect with God. And so um, nobody saw me. So I went back, told people about it and they're like, ah, oh, you're lying. You know, you can't do that. And then people came back to watch me try to do it. And then I couldn't do it. I've done it a few times, but always by myself for some reason. But, um, you know, that to me wasn't a fake experience. That was real. But I mean, people felt like I was lying about it. And so um, moving on, I just remember a few times uh, mimicking some professionals in so many ways and it was always on the field. And so later in life, I took that lesson and I applied it through mentorship. So um, I started watching uh, coaches and I had a mentor in South Africa, uh, Mr. Mackey, Maxu Chenia. So Maxu Chenia, he was a coach for the U20 national team uh, back in 2007, 8, 9, around that time. And um, he was part of the staff when I was with the U20. And so after that, I met him again later at the age of, well, let me say it was 2014. I met him and... My mom introduced me to him, not realizing that we had a history. And so we talked football. He asked about my experience in America as a college player and what my goals were. I told him about Lufoy Sports. And so we partnered up on that. And he introduced me to Mr. Farouk Khan. And Mr. Farouk Khan is a, um, he's a big influence in South African youth development. Um, he's a... Uh, presenter on super sports channel on dstv talks football he's a commentator in some games and so in meeting them i spent a lot of time i remember i was very i wasn't starstruck right in those moments i just i was curious so i watched a lot and i remember mr farouk khan telling me um never work with anybody that you feel is wasting your time if you're sitting down and you have a discussion and you feel like there's nothing for you to gain, be okay with walking away. And at the time I thought, you know, he's just, he's just saying that he's not literal about that because that'd be rude. And so, and nor do I deserve to be walking away at that time. I can't be walking away from people. I'm trying to build relationships, business relationships, networking. So I, I have to at least, you know, hear people out. And so, uh, Mr. Mackey had the same sentiments. So I remember we sat down in a meeting one day and uh, it was myself, Mr. Mackey, Farouk Khan, and we were meeting some other soccer coaches. And so we're trying to strike a deal um, on developing players, recruiting players from them and taking them to Stars of Africa, which is the academy that uh, Mr. Farouk Khan has been running and operating for years. And 
it just wasn't working out and so Mr. Farouk kind of felt you know it's a waste of our time thanks for your time and we had we had it wasn't long after the meeting had started and so um I noticed that didn't say anything I just I took that learned from it I remember I introduced Mr. Farouk Khan to some potential players, players that I believed were um, had the potential to go professional. Mr. Farouk Khan agreed when he saw them. However, when he met with them, just listening to them, he felt they were wasting his time, and so he cut the meetings short. And the players would give me feedback, like, oh, man, I met with him, and he, he just seemed like he wasn't interested in me because he cut the meeting short, or he just didn't really make much time for me. And so I knew where they were coming from, and... Um, where Mr. Farukan was coming from too. So um, in in those moments, I just thought to myself, you know, maybe I need to apply this to myself because, you know, as they say, life is short. You never know uh, what tomorrow holds and so forth. And so you always want to make sure that you're not wasting your time. So I took that and I ran with it, right? And so um, in coming back to America, getting back into coaching and the soccer community, I still wanted to learn more about professionalism. And so um, I was running an academy club at, in Arkansas, was uh, Arkansas Rush, and I had a treasurer slash board member slash manager um, called Mr. Westhaven. And I, I used to watch Wes... Um, just operate, right? Very professional with emails, very pro in so many ways, very professional. And I just learned a lot from him and I took that opportunity to learn. And so every time I would take that, I would apply it to myself immediately, right? And I got the opportunity to be an assistant coach at Central Baptist College, which is the college that I went to uh, when I came to America as a player. And I worked with uh coach there uh mr lance gordon and he's been coaching for years 20 plus years in college and so you know i learned from him right and as i learned from him i applied it right all administrative stuff that i lacked i just took from that right but all in that time i i had moments from mr farouk khan all the way through to mr lance gordon i had moments in between where I always felt like I knew more than them, but I never really like expressed that side. All right. Uh, to Mr. Farouk Khan, I just talked about Academy. He gave me his breakdown, but uh, on what um, I think it was about kids that are aged eight all the way to 12, what they should be learning and the tools to teach them these lessons and how to skip steps so that they are advanced and we can compete with the Europeans. And so we had those discussions. I gave him my two cents and he gave me his and, you know, I just never voiced it at the time, but I knew that I had an upper hand from what he believed uh, would work and what I believed could work. I had applied what um, I was talking about, and so I've seen it work, right? But in that time, I just felt that I needed to play my role. So in a sense, I would say I spent a lot of time faking that I didn't know things that I actually knew, Um until a certain point and then when I had to take the reins um, I was also an assistant coach at Val Professionals which was a semi-pro team in South Africa and by the time I took that it was about 2017 I think um, I I guess I ran that 
program, team, club, as if I had been a head coach for years. And I think that was one of the first few times where I, I faked the coach that I wanted to become or the coach that I saw myself becoming or saw myself as later in life, right? I knew I still had a lot of things to uh, learn and go through. But when I took over that team, I was a South African who had been to America, learned a lot and came back. And so in that moment, everybody looked at me like I knew a lot more than everybody around. In to some degree, I did, but you know, football is a, um, what I say, it's a global universal language, and so you know, everybody um, can contribute. But I spent a lot of that time faking being a head coach. When I came to America in 2018, and Coach Lance in 2019 worked with me at CBC, he allowed me to coach the team on the field as if I was a head coach. And so I faked that side of me too. Right? The players wouldn't say that I was looking back. They, they wouldn't say that I was faking it. That they believe that that's who I am and who um, and how I operate. But to me, I had to, I guess I'd say, go outside of myself every single time I stepped on that field. But it felt more and more natural is what I would say as the years progressed. And so, you know, I would say for them it wasn't, they, they probably didn't see it as uh, me faking anything because it felt natural. I was expressing myself almost naturally. And so it was real, right? Who they were seeing and what they were seeing was the realest uh, side of me that they could see. And I would say, it's not to say that now I feel like I am. I think it definitely was at the time where I was at Central Baptist College as an assistant where I became the coach that I believe um, I was always destined to become. And I'm not going to say I made it in a sense of, you know, I've reached my my peak or pinnacle or, you know, I'm, I'm successful in that aspect or in that light. I would say I made it in a sense of I am a head coach now and I believe that everything, how I conducted myself through everything is what allowed me to have this position as we speak. If it wasn't for that, I don't think I would be here at this point in time. And what I mean by that is I set up a, you know, I, I write down my goals, always have my entire life. Uh, I don't know why, just naturally, you know, I'd write down, I want to juggle this many juggles by this time. And then I'd break those goals down. I need to juggle this many by this time so I can reach this goal by this time. And I need to run this many miles by this time. And so I've always done that my entire life. And one of my goals was when I get back to America, I need to be a head coach at a college program by the age of 35. I'm 32 years old and I'm a head coach at a program. And I think what contributed most, I, I, I know, believe, and all that what contributed most to it was my level of professionalism. How I conduct myself in uh, private sessions through Lufoy Sports. How I conduct myself at club level uh, in development soccer in the community how I conducted myself at the semi-pro level as a player, leading by example with um, Little Rock Rangers and Arkansas Wolves this past season, and how I've conducted myself as a coach um, at Central Baptist College, 
how I'm conducting myself currently, how I've conducted myself in business and how I conduct myself in business at this point, right? And uh, just getting away from the soccer side of things, just in life, I remember my brother always said to me, uh, my oldest brother, he's, uh, he's been in business for years, you know, along with my dad. And so his advice to me was in negotiating tactics. And I thought, man, this guy is so young. How can he, you know, um, have the guts to negotiate with people that have been in the business for so long. And so he had a similar uh, mindset to uh, Mr. Farouk Khan. He would just say, know what you want when you step in. And if you're not getting that, if you're not getting that, then step out. And just listening to him say that, I thought to myself, I, I want that. I want to have that ability. That is something that I need to apply for my sake and my future and my contract negotiations because I'm committed to be a high-end, high-level coach. And so I need to make sure that I'm compensated accordingly or else be willing to step away. So I went to a meeting with my brother one time and we're sitting down at this table and he, he already has the agreements in his head, right? So he's talking to these guys and, you know, they're negotiating amounts and he, he doesn't settle, right? And I'm thinking, man, that sounds like a good deal. You know, that's a lot of money. But at that moment, all I could do was just analyze his body language, analyze his demeanor and um, his voice, you know, his projection, his confidence, everything. And I thought to myself, man, I, I need to be that. And what, what's, what's funny is then we leave the meeting and then, you know, he switches off from the business man, right? And now he's just like my brother. And we're talking in the car and I'm like, man, you were pretty brutal in that meeting. And he's like, oh man, you, you have to be, you know, it's business. That's how it works. And you know, I know the value that I have and I'm not going to drop it for anybody. Those that need to pay what they need to pay will pay it. Those that don't want to are not the type of people you need to be working with. And you need to know that. Right. And so I related that to Mr. Farouk Khan. And so I took that um, lesson from my brother, too, and applied it uh, to myself. Right. But in. In. Um, well, I guess with the advice that I'm trying to give from, from my experience on professionalism or faking it till you make it or being professional in that sense, I would say, I'll give this example. For soccer players, Cristiano Ronaldo is a very good example, right? Very professional in all ways. LeBron James, very professional in all ways. Kobe Bryant was very professional in all ways. These are people that commit to something and no matter what is going on in their life, they always remember what they are committed to and every decision they make from there stems from that, right? So I'll say this, what Cristiano Ronaldo decides to eat, he knows it's going to influence his performance. He knows he wants to be at his peak all the time. So he's not going to take something and put it into his body that is going to drop that possibility. LeBron James knows that he wants to have a long career. In order to do that, he has to invest his money and time in things that are going to allow him to have that. And he takes that plunge. That's a sense of professionalism. When he is faced with 
a situation or most most athletes or professionals who know how to carry themselves when they are faced with situations that could put their career or their income or their themselves in a worse situation they control their emotions they control their reactions they are in control and conscious of what they are doing so imagine this to the youngsters right or anybody out there imagine this you are not professional yet but you carry yourself as such you meet people they see that in you and they admire it and they recognize it a few months weeks years whatever may pass you find yourself in a similar situation but you continue to carry yourself in a professional sense and you do it over and over and over and over at some point in time people recognize that to be you at some point in time you recognize that to be yourself and so that brings you closer to being professional than not being conscious to the decisions that you're making and your actions your body language and how you conduct yourself around people with people uh through situations that are either working in your favor or not right um in a soccer match or in any match in sports if the referee makes a call and you disagree with the call how you react to the referee says a lot about you as an athlete right it says a lot about you as a person and your conduct how you carry yourself and so i believe strongly that rather i know um that the more you carry yourself a certain way the easier it becomes for you to relate to that right and so that becomes a part of or if not who you actually are and that puts you a step closer to what is considered as success in whatever you're trying to achieve so my advice would be if you're going to fake anything make sure you're faking something that is positive or contributes positively to you and where you see yourself and where you want to be in life and if you're faking something that is not doing that then that that's that to me is a waste of time it's a waste of life it's a lie but if you fake something that is positive or contributes positively to your future i say have at it and keep at it until your future becomes your present right and that's the advice that i would give from my experiences um i'm not saying that i'm all the way professional i'm still learning um i'm still asking questions i'm still contributing to people that uh matter to me that are not professional in certain aspects i still give my advice um a lot like one other uh, example i'll make i have a record label in south africa uh with a friend of mine Samuel Mohela he's known as just Sam right and we work with peace snacks um uh, perseverance toilet and then um uh Tibu Twiz is another artist uh his name is Debo and then um um who else uh change um Max the DJ uh Tova um 
you know, known as is Teva, but you know, these are all AKAs. But these guys, um, I've worked with them um, as a manager, and uh, this is like the business side of my life. And so I remember they used to, um, they would get booked for shows, and then they'd have to practice, of course. And so I'd always ask them, you know, do you how big do you guys want to be? And they would say, well, we want to go all the way. We want to be successful, be on TV. The whole world needs to know us, right? And so I'd always like listen to them, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm kind of the same way in my industry, but. I apply a lot of things that the greats do. I don't see you guys doing the same. And so I challenged them um, to work as hard as one performer that I really respect is uh, Beyonce. Another one would be Chris Brown in the music industry. The reason, performances, right? The reason why I chose those people is because they're not the only ones. I've seen quite a few um, performances that I respect. Kendrick Lamar's performances are pretty good. I'm a huge fan of him, but... um, on a lyrical basis, but I'm meaning like his performance, right? So I, I challenge them and say, well, I've seen uh, documentaries of these people running while they sing or running while they rap. Because when you run, you lose, you get gassed out, right? You get fatigued and tired. But if you can still hit the high notes and still remember all your lyrics when you're fatigued and still deliver, right? Then I think you're better set. So we would go to shows and I'd watch them. And this was before I gave them the advice. And I'd see them get fatigued and their words would change because they're tired. I'm like, ah, they're not, they're not professional. But they want to be professionals. They want to be recognized as professionals. And so we got into a workout routine, being a soccer coach, right? But we would work out. And as we were working out, I would challenge them to still sing their lyrics or rap or something, whatever they want to do in their performances. And they would practice it. They practiced routines and watching them just months after we had gone through that phase their performances became so much more entertaining the crowds loved it more and till this day um, they still apply that and so I've seen some of their recent shows and I just I wait for the day that the rest of the world gets to experience it but I've experienced it in so many um, different places and moments that you know, we, we'll be hanging out and uh, just Sam will just start singing some of his songs and we'll sing with him, but he'll perform it, right? And we literally feel like we're getting a world-class performance in the backyard sitting by the pool, right? Just hanging out. And we're just, and I remember many times where I just thought in those moments, like, I am so fortunate to be connected to this person because a lot of people would pay a lot of money just to see what he's what he's doing right now in front of me right and that that to me is like an example of faking it till you make it because i do believe that it's only a matter of time um it's only a matter of a fad or a phase or you know something going viral and you know just um peace next over change tv twist those guys they'll be up there uh, in South Africa. As we speak, I'm sure Sam has a song out that is just booming all over the country. He's made music that people don't um, know is his, but have enjoyed. And so I know that he has the capability to be professional because he spent a lot of time, you know, faking it until he makes it, right? So it, it works. Um, it's similar to the law of attraction. It works. You have to manifest these things into yourself, into your life for them to exist and 
uh, work to your benefit. So that would be my advice. And um, yeah, as always, uh, like, comment, share, subscribe, all the things uh, in the comment section. Just let me know where or what you might have faked until it worked to your favor. Um, I'm sure some people may not appreciate knowing that you were faking it, but you know, honesty and realism is always something that I feel we should never apologize to share because, you know, it is what it is, right? It's honesty. It's real. So um, from me, uh, as always, I appreciate your time. Uh, Till next time, um, hope you learned something. And like I said in the comment section, please teach me something, share something. Maybe there might be something that I need to fake a little bit more until I become more uh, familiar with that as myself. Right? So, thank you. I'm out, Coach Sabza. Life's hard. Every night.